Hey everybody, welcome back to The Takeaway Show. I'm your host, Daniel Messersmith. I'm so happy you guys have tuned in and you're listening and you're supporting the show. If you're new, welcome uh, and thank you for tuning in. You've tuned in for a great episode. Today we have a very special guest, Mark Howard, who is the author of his book, new book, Freedom, Peace, and a Good Night's Sleep. And today we're going to talk with Mark about not only just his new book, but ways that we can change our methods and our habits to tackle anxiety and depression and to be able not only just get a good night's sleep, but to also tackle our day and as we go through life and what are some new ideas and new tricks to be able to overcome it. It's a, such a serious topic when it comes to depression, anxiety, and just feeling down. I take that really seriously. So I'm so happy to have Mark on to share information that not I can learn, but you also, the listener, to maybe apply to your life and your journey. May is Mental Health Awareness Month. So I'm so happy to have Mark on to talk about these things and to be able to help other listeners who might be going through this. I really hope you guys enjoy the episode. And if you do, be sure to follow and rate on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or wherever you might find a podcast uh, streaming. But then again, guys, thank you again for so, so much for listening and, and supporting the show. It's not possible without you. So let's get started with our interview for Mark Howard. I'm so excited for you guys to hear from him. Hey, Mark. Hey, can you hear me okay? I can hear you great. Can you hear me? Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for uh, reaching out to me. And I'm so excited to talk to you about your book and your, your story. Um, this is great. As you know, May is Mental Health Awareness Month. So you joining the show today is perfect timing. And we have a lot to talk about. Um, but let's get to know you a little bit, Mark. Uh, let the listener get to know you, who you are, what you do, and uh, just take it away. Well, again, it's, it's an honor to be here with you tonight to have this discussion, and I really appreciate the, the invite, too. So, uh, well, my name is Mark Howard, and I'm actually a resident here in the good old state of Arkansas, born and raised in Arkansas, and have uh, been married for 24 years, four great kids. Uh, on most days, they're, they're great. <laughs> they're always great. Um, you know, I... I've been in management and leadership and training for over 20, 25 years and, and had uh, some good experiences there. But uh, quite a few years ago, I began to struggle, uh, like lots of people throughout the, the globe, with uh, anxiety and depression. And uh, when, when the struggles first began, I didn't realize what it was. I, I just knew things weren't right physically and, and mentally and emotionally. But... Um, didn't didn't really know how to pinpoint what the problem was, but anyway, dealt with this really dark season of life, and then some things happened a few years ago that kind of led me out of that, and uh, I, I kind of got what I what I always say now is I was okay, and on the other side, and once that happened, I realized that uh, that I didn't have to struggle anymore, and I didn't have to go through that dark season of life anymore, and then I realized, oh my goodness, if I don't have to do it, then and others don't have to do it. And that inspired the writing of this book that we'll talk a little bit about today. But, um, you know, but what I didn't want is, is I didn't want to rush to, uh, to publish a book or write a book or start talking about these tips because I wanted to make sure that they were sustainable, that, that this was going to last. And so now I'm over five years through this. And, and uh, finally I said, okay, 
you know, this, these, this really helped me and this is sustainable and I, and I haven't had uh, issues like I did back then. And so now we're, we need to make sure we share this with the world. And so that's kind of my mission right now is just to be able to get this, uh, this information into as many people's hands and uh, in, into their ears as much as possible. So, right. Well, you know, Mark, it is what you're doing. There's so much, uh, I guess, for lack of a better term, a lot of competition when it comes to this subject and different people that speak and write about it. Everybody has their own techniques, but what maybe could set yours apart in this, in the manner of speaking that somebody would, you know, sees two different books on the same topic. They see yours. They see by somebody else's. What sets yours apart that would convince the reader pick yours up? Yeah, great question. I'm so glad you, you mentioned that because so the way I see it is is there's a couple. Now let me let me preface this by saying, and I shouldn't have did this in the beginning, but I am not a doctor. I'm not a licensed therapist. I have no degrees whatsoever. Okay, I'm. Uh, this is from the perspective of a normal, but a somewhat normal person, <laughs> uh, you know, married kids, career, just a normal guy who had figured this out for me. Okay, so so as we have these discussions tonight on, on the uh, this audio, we need to make sure everybody understands that I am not a doctor and I'm not recommending medical advice, and, and I'm not saying you should do anything medically related to your prescriptions or or, or uh, anything. You have to consult your doctors before you do that. Now, to answer your questions, a great question. As you mentioned the word competition, and, and I, I'll be honest with you, I absolutely don't see it that way, and here's why. Nobody's, uh, well, most, most people's stress and anxiety and depression, there are so many variables here. Mine may not be exactly like someone else's, right? Somebody may be diagnosed bipolar, uh, schizophrenic, which deals with anxiety and depression. Well, I don't, I don't have that, so that... So our anxiety and depression, there's there's so many different variables. But what I can tell you is, um, like a lot of topics and subjects, if people are interested in, they don't just normally read one book or listen to one audio or look at talk to one coach. A lot of times if there's an interest, like, for example, weight loss in today's society, it's huge, especially in the United States, right? right. There's a gazillion books out on, on getting fit and fitness and weight loss and all this. Well... Somebody may read a book about weight loss because they have a desire to do that, but it may not be uh, the tips and traits, you know, tricks in there may not be uh, what they're looking for. It may not line up with their lifestyle. So then they go to another one and another one, and then they find a program or a book that, man, really resonates with them, and then they change their life. And there's thousands and thousands of testimonials out there for people who have done that, right? So with, with mental health, it's, in my opinion, this is kind of the same uh, scenario is there's a lot of people talking about it and there's a lot of uh, people writing books about it. And I am grateful for that because if someone's actually struggling, struggling with anxiety and depression, then, and they're, they are intentional about wanting to get past that and get on the other side. Then what this tells them is, is about the, the mass number of books and teachings and people coaching on this is that if someone else can get through it, then they can too. So my ultimate, the big message I, I talk about is, that I don't want anybody to struggle if they don't have to, and that that it's okay. You can get through this. You can get on the other side. So long answer to your short question uh, is I think that there should be a, a gazillion books out there from people who have experienced it and overcome it or who, who study it and can help people get through it. And if, if someone reads a book and it doesn't resonate with them, and maybe they pick mine up and maybe, maybe they're listening to me and they go, hey, I'm just a normal guy or I'm just a normal lady, and, 
you know, I have kids and a marriage and, and, a, and a career, and maybe what worked for Mark would work for me. And if it does, then man, that would be amazing. And and maybe all the tips in the book don't really resonate with them. Maybe there's one that'll stand out, and maybe they implement that one tip in their life and it changes them. And if that happens, then hey, if this this podcast, this interview, the writing the book, and all this trouble that come with that. Everything would be worth it if one person's life is touched. You know, I approach it the same way with this podcast. You know, I had no idea what I was doing, but I did know that, you know, if it could reach one person, you know, just one, I might never reach, you know, number one charts. I never, and that doesn't matter, you know, as long as one person can, you know, help and maybe have a breakthrough. That's all that's important. And, and, you know, maybe somebody can eventually, you know, give their life to Christ at, at the end of it. You know, that's the most important thing. Um, Mark, I actually help uh, out with the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, and it's a great organization. Maybe uh, you could, I know this might be a little heavy, but um, maybe share some advice for somebody maybe who's going through a a serious depression right now in their life, and and, and they're even considering it. What maybe you could share with them to kind of have a wide-eyed opening realization that that's not the way absolutely and, and it, yeah you know it's deep but here's the thing it's important and, and so that's why i wrote the book that's why we're having discussions like this that's why i want to share my story because when someone's in that and this is i'm going to again speak from my perspective right but when, when i was in that that season of life where it's it's depression and and my definition of that is not being able to see past the darkness right Mm -hmm. so depression for me was i couldn't see past tomorrow i couldn't see hope oh my goodness how 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 could i possibly ever get on the other side of this financially relational uh you know physical all this stuff that was happening how could I, i you know i couldn't see past that so if someone's listening to this right now and they're just in that darkest moment in season where they're thinking, hey, there's, you know, I, I'm considering ending it because there's no other way, and I cannot see past this. Well, let me let me encourage you on something here. When we're in that darkness, it, yes, it's hard to see on the other side. So, but we're we're intelligent, and we know, and we can look around and see other people that have been where you're at. For example, I have, and we're on the other side, and I don't say that lightly. I'm I'm being very serious, and I'm not the only one. There are thousands upon thousands of stories out there of people who are in as worse a position that you're in, or um, you know, as as bad of a position you're in, or worse, and have come through that and got on the other side. So here's what I'm what I'm recommending. If you're there right now and you, it's hard to find hope. Then I want you to borrow hope from someone else. Mm. Borrow hope until you can establish and stand on your own. So what that means is if, if you're – depends on your, your depression, your anxiety, and what's what's what I call crushing you at this moment. If financial ruin is all around you and this is causing anxiety and this is causing you to consider ending your life because of this, this massive financial things happening which causes embarrassment and all this other stuff, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go out. On social media, or go, go, you know, online and Google, and find those people who were in financial crisis and were in, de- in, in a set of depression, 
and then listen to their stories. Listen to testimonies, testimonials about how it was so bad that they considered it in their life, but then they didn't, and then these other things happened, and now look at where they're at. And this is every different situation in life, right? It could be finances, it could be relational, it could be, I mean, there's, uh, there's so many different things that could cause us to slip into this, this depression. But again, I understand when you're there, it's hard to see past today and hard you know, to tomorrow. So we have to go out and look for those people, the thousands and thousands, I promise you the stories are out there, that have been there, done that, and are on the other side. And then when you start feeling that depression and that weight on your shoulders and your heart, then I want you to go back to those stories every single time, whether and listen to them over and over and over and borrow their hope. Say, you know what? If they can do it, I can. And, and, and a lot of times what you're going to find when you do that is you're going to find people who are literally in worse shape than what you are right now. And it happens, right? You're going to find those people who not only were they broke, not only did their spouse leave them, not only did they lose their uh, house, their car, and everything else, not only did they leave you know, there's so many things, and you're going to hear the testimonies of how people come through that. So borrow hope from others and, and feed on that every single day until you begin to create your own hope and, and start seeing past tomorrow on your own. That's really good. You know, on one of my episodes previously, I, I talked about uh, – it was a part two to my suicide episode. Uh, and I talked about the worst 45 minute drive I had. And it was when my wife and I, we were divorced. We were going through a horrible, horrible separation. And um, I had to drive 45 minutes to and from to work. And I worked at this little video store and it was the worst 45 minute drive because all I can think about was running that, rewinding that tape and, and replaying that, the, you know, the, the heart broke, uh, the, and and just the depression and the sadness, and I look back, and that was two three years ago, and I look back and I'm like, wow, that I, I couldn't have got myself through that, you know. It took so much worship music and, and and pastors, you know, listening to sermons and messages about hope and getting through it. But in that moment, I I understand completely what you're saying. There's somebody out there right now that's in that 45-minute drive that's saying, there's no way I can get out of this. You have no idea how I'm feeling. But there are people that do. You know, you and I do. We we have felt like that. But we also have felt, like you said, the other side. So if we can experience that hope and we can feel that love now, today, who's to say that you, anybody listening out there, you can't. It's possible for anybody, you know, you're loved, you know, you, you, you're, you're valued, your story is valued. So I, 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 I like that. I, and I've been there. I'm so glad to hear about somebody else too. And not just hearing it for me. Cause I sound like a broken record every time I say it, <laughs> but it's true. It's, it's a true thing. Um, your book, um, what, I guess I, Obviously, I know the simple answer to this, but I, I want to ask, because I ask a lot, everybody, what inspired you to write the book? Like, just sitting down, disciplining yourself, what motivated you, and what what did you keep in the forefront of your mind to say, I have to get this out, of, out here for everybody? Absolutely. So, I two things, if you don't mind, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back up just for a second and, and talk. I want to say something about what you mentioned okay. uh, on your car ride. You talked about 
rewinding and, and playing over and over the negativity and the heartbreak, right? It's, right. Like, it's a 45 minute drive. So you find yourself repeating those thoughts over and over and over. Um, and, and man, I, I so get that because I tell a story in the book and I, I've told this on other interviews, but about, you know, at late at night when everybody, the kids are in bed and my wife goes to bed, goes to sleep, I would, I would go into the bathroom sometimes and just like, just cry, like just, and, mm. and, and just emotional brokenness. Right. And in my mind, the whole time I'm, I'm just beating myself up and replaying this negativity over and over and over. And it was so hard to, to get past that. And so I understand with that 45 minute call ride, brother, I get that. I've been yeah. there and I've done that. <laughs> And the people right now listening are probably nodding their heads. Some of them somewhere are going, yeah, I, I, I understand that. I did that last night or I'm doing that right now or an hour ago. I get that. So the, some key words you'll hear me mention probably over and over is intentional and, and humble and being humble. But I think that that someone who really wants to get through this, they have to be intentional. When that stuff starts playing in their mind, we have to feed our mind with something else. We have to interject break that cycle as quick as possible now again 2023 is when we're recording this social media youtube we have google i mean we have everything out there on our the tip of our fingers on our phone right, right. so what i found was for me is I, I began looking for a positive affirmation on youtube like these videos positive uh breathing and that one of the chapters is talking about breathing and meditation but um some positive sounds and positive speeches and positive affirmations and what i started to do is when those thoughts crept in and started overtaking my mind i began to discipline myself so i was like okay i'm having a hard time stopping this so i'm going to start interjecting something else i'm going to overflow my mind with these other positive thoughts that that i i can't speak for myself right now like i can't verbalize i'm awesome and i'm, I'm gonna be great and be great because because my mind was so filled with trash talk. So I began to listen to these audios of other people saying it over and over and over. And by breaking that little chain there of, of my negative self-talk versus listening to a positive self-talk made a huge, huge difference. And I highly recommend everybody. Now, the first time I listened to it, do you think my mind was completely on that positive audio? Absolutely not. You know, I, I still had all this negativity, but I kept listening to it. I was very intentional, and, and it, it made a tremendous impact. So I wanted to mention that, uh, and then I'll, of course, answer your question, what inspired the book? Um, so my background is in management and training, and so, which I, I think um, it's a God thing, and, and I think I was, you know, that, that's part of my history to be able to train people and then to use that, what God has gifted me with, that talent, to be able to use that to draw a book about what, my experience that hopefully will impact lives. So, um, but after I realized I was on the other side of this darkness, I could not tell everybody. And, you know, I, I thought, well, how can I get this message out? I mean, I can talk to people around me. I see people every day, and, but that's so limited, right? And so I thought, I've got to put this in a book form that I can at least get it available to the world and tell people that they don't have to suffer. Um, so the inspiration came from just being on the other side of that anxiety and depression. Just that's awesome. You know, one of the other things is I always, for me, uh, when I was kind of going through something like this and, and for other people to share with, community is such a huge factor. 
surrounding yourself with the right people and being in the right environments. I, 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 I have nothing against bars or any clubs or anything like that, but if you're feeling depressed and anxiety, I don't think going to the club overnight is the, or going to a bar is probably the best thing. I think the best place to find yourself is, you know, I, I, atten- I attend Celebrate Recovery um, or going to church, you know, or going to somewhere, meeting with a friend, a good friend, you know, someone who's positive, who can uplift you. And I'm really blessed to have those amazing people in my life and I'm sure you know quite a few that are in your circle that know the, the better part of you and then, and then, and the worst part of you. You know they, they're able to know you, but still see, you know the good part of you and, and the potential. So you know, being surrounded by the right people uh, is, is such a huge, you know, role and huge factor. You know who you surround yourself with, that determines where you're going. You know, it determines your future and your destiny. <clears throat> Absolutely. You know, chapter four or tip four, I should say, in the book is called environment. Right. And the reason not only, which I think it's a beautiful point you just made is those people around you, um, going back to my word, you have to be intentional, right? You have to know, say, hey, I've got person X and person Y over here. And they, when I'm with them, they cause me great anxiety, which leads to other issues. And I have to be intentional say, you know what, maybe I need to distance from them a little bit and put some space there until I can get my head right. But not only are the people in our life so important, but what we're feeding ourselves in uh, TV, music, books. Um, the, I mean, I'm telling you, listen, when I was in that darkness, one of the things that I caught myself doing, and now remember, I became started becoming very mindful once I started realizing what was happening and that I was having anxiety and depression and and how it was affecting me, I became very mindful of all this. But one of the things I used to do is I used to listen to the news all, almost mm. all day, every day. Like I'd have it on the radio and I'm driving and traveling and I'd, I'd be, you know, watch it in the morning, keep it up and everything. And what I realized is how stressed that made me because, and look, I'm not saying people shouldn't keep up with today's events or whatever, that's on them. But for me, during that time frame, I was... I was listening to a lot of news, and I began to catch myself becoming anxious and uh, worried and upset because of the news that I was intaking. And so I was like, okay, well, that's one thing I've got to limit. And when I limited that, I could see a difference. So it's not just the people. It's everything in our surrounding. So if we're if we're doing something, and, and now people hopefully start being more mindful of this, if you're doing something and and you start feeling anxiety and, dep- and you're, you start slipping into depression, roll that reel back of your day or your few days or your week and say, hey, what was I doing? Who was I with? What was what was I consuming? And and then my book doesn't talk about this because this kind of came after the fact for me, but what food have I been eating? What, you know, if I, I, you know am I drinking 20 sweet teas and a large sweet teas from McDonald's every day? That's going to cause some anxiety. So there's just so many things out there in our environment that we have to be very mindful of and start weighing out, okay, I did this and this is how it made me feel. Uh, I was with that person and this is how it made me feel. And that, that whole environment is so important. It's kind of like taking inventory for your, your personal self, you know, and kind of readjusting some things. Uh, Mark, you did say you were in management and training. Is that correct? Yes. Um, Could you speak to, the job for the workforce today and and maybe a manager or somebody in the 
obviously people who work every day obviously listen to this, but maybe speak to like, how can work environments adjust and make it more of a atmosphere that's more welcoming and not a place where it's just about clocking in, clocking out, making that next dollar, reaching that next goal, but to be a place where they honestly and truly genuinely care about their employees. What could you see be different and, and, and take in different approach in that? Oh, absolutely. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to mention the company I work for because out of this is not, we're not here to plug that, but I'm a corporate trainer for, uh, for a company. So I, I'm blessed. I get to travel four states and I get to mentor and coach and train people, um, every day during the week in, in different states and I get to meet people and I am so blessed to be able to do that uh, and to meet so many great people. But with our discussion today and, and, and the workforce today, you know, I think there's two levels of this, right? We've got like ownership and management that I can speak to for a couple seconds, then we'll speak to kind of like the, the employees for the company. So first for leadership, I think leadership has to understand that our culture has changed that the world has changed, and that operating with uh, management styles and that, that may have been around for many, many years, that we have to evolve uh, because the culture has evolved and changed, mm. and people have changed. So I think that the first thing that upper management and ownership needs to do is kind of like what we were talking about a minute ago is kind of do some evaluating of how they're hiring and training people and how they're talking to people. Um, I think the other thing for management and ownership is, and, and it, they do a really good job at the company I work for, is creating value for every position in the company. And then not just talking about it, but actually showing their appreciation for every position in the company. And so if, a, if you have a manager and you have, let's say, this is just a random bit like McDonald's, uh, you have all these different positions at McDonald's. You got the fried cook. You got somebody cooking burgers. You got somebody waiting, working at the counter, and somebody dropped it. That's this is just an example. That that manager, in my opinion, should show appreciation for every position, and for every person in those positions, and then explain to them why they are important to the total operation. Mm -hmm. right? I think that's critical. I don't think we're communicating the importance of every position in a company and the operation and why that every every piece matters. You know, you can have a beautiful puzzle, you know, a thousand piece puzzle, most beautiful picture on that puzzle uh, you've ever seen. But if you take two or three random pieces out of that puzzle, then it's not complete. And so managers and ownership needs to make sure they understand that every piece in that puzzle has to be valued and communicate that to them. Now, on the other side of that, <laughs> I think that the workforce today, the employees, I think sometimes maybe put too much stock in what the manager is going to say and what they feel instead of going, you know what, for my mental health and for my person, for me, my happiness, I'm going to go do this job and I'm going to do the best I can because when I go home tonight, it's about how I feel and not about what they feel. So if everybody goes with the mentality of, I don't care if you're getting paid minimum wage or you're getting paid $30 an hour. If you go to work every day and you're saying, hey, I'm going to do the best that I can do in whatever position I'm in and get that self-satisfaction, that's going to help self-esteem, which is going to, in turn, help with anxiety and depression. So taking ownership in those roles and just being the absolute best that you can be. Joseph, right? Right. Because no matter where Joseph was at, 
um, Joseph did the best he could to honor God, and in whether it was in um, slavery, whether it was in you know jail, um, in every scenario, he says, you know what, this might not be where I want to be, but I'm just going to go ahead and be the best I can be, because he knew at the end of the day when he closed his eyes, and he did all he could do. Right. Wow. Yeah. That's that's powerful. I wish a lot of places that I've worked at in the past could take up that mantle and that uh, um, golden rule to, you know. Um, Mark, uh, I guess coming to the you know conclusion of this uh, interview, such a lot of great information. I'm sure there's so much more we could go over. Um, you have your own podcast also, The Mark Howard Show. Is that correct? I do. Okay. I do, yes. Uh, season four will be kicking off soon on that. That's it's- awesome. So anybody who wants to hear more from Mark, go over to his podcast, The Mark Howard Show. Uh, Mark, are there any final thoughts or anything maybe you want to get off your chest and share that you've seen that got to squeeze in there? Um, the floor is yours. <clears throat> conversation today i've enjoyed visiting with you and and hopefully the listeners will be able to take something away but i guess my final thought is and, and this is really really important i want to make sure everybody that's listening right now understands that um, if you are dealing with anxiety and depression then there is hope and mm. that you can get through this and if you know someone maybe you're not dealing with that and god bless you for that i'm, I'm, I'm so grateful if you never have or never will uh, be in a position where you, you have severe depression. But if you know somebody who is struggling, then um, be, you know, be their support. You're not there to try to fix them. Be there to listen. Be there to support them. Love them. Show kindness. And lead them to our resources, whether it's this book or other books or podcasts or videos. And just keep feeding them as much as you can the positive side uh, and testimonials of people who have been there and done that and got through it because at some point that will hopefully sink in and they will realize or you will realize if you're listening that you can get through this um, and and I you know I, I pray that I can be a part of that for someone's life or some people's life and um, and look here's the deal you know I, I have a career I don't you know, do I profit from the book? There's some profit there. I, that's not my income source, okay? That's. Uh, do I want to get books in your hand? Yes. Is it about making money? Absolutely not. So with me saying that, I want to make sure you know that if this conversation intrigues you and you want more information, go to markhoward.today. That's www.markhoward.today. And here's what I'm doing is you can order the book. It's like, I think it's 20 bucks. But here's the deal. When you order it from the website, you get instant access to the audio version and the ebook. Why? Because I don't want you to have to wait. If you're intrigued, you want these tips, you want some information, I don't want you to have to wait two, three weeks or whatever it is to get the book. I want you to get the ebook if you want to read it on your computer or your tablet. And then you got the audio books. Because there's a lot of people listening. And hey, I'm, I'm one of them. I love audio books because uh, I'm a slow reader. <laughs> so. If someone wants this information, they can they can purchase the instant access to the audio book. There's a link they can click and get that, download it, listen to it. And if there's any questions or you have a story to share, I would love, absolutely love to hear from you. Um, and that email, you can email me directly at mark at markhoward.today. Mark at markhoward.today. 
And I would love to hear your stories or if you have questions or if you get the book and you, you love it, send me a note. If you hate it, send me a note. Um, but I, I really want you to know that there's hope and there's there's life on the other side of this. And that uh, and, and I say this, and people kind of wig out sometimes when I say this, but I do love y'all, and I want everyone of y'all to be okay. Oh, yeah. I'm, don't be afraid to say it. My listeners know that I love them so much. And thank you so much for this. You're, you brought a, uh, a comfort not just to me, but I'm sure great comfort to other people, and I'm sure people are touched by it. Um, now, I have to be on your podcast now, right? Because you came on my podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Season four is kicking off soon, so absolutely. Oh, that sounds awesome. Well, congratulations on your book. Congratulations on your your upcoming season of your podcast. And Mark, genuinely from the bottom of my heart, I, I like to say just to everybody uh, that comes on my show, but thank you for really reaching out and, and contributing to this because this is really a disease. Um, it, 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 it's so important and it's so vital that somebody has resources and has different resources, you know, to go to. And um, so thank you for sharing your story and, you know, not being afraid of getting out there and, and the book and the, the podcast and everything. Um, just thank you for sharing the new information and I've learned a lot today too. So, but, um, thank you so much for everything and, um, best of luck with your podcast. And I hope many people buy your book because it is much needed. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right, Mark, you have a great day. Guys, that was Mark Howard. What a wonderful conversation. If you liked uh, anything he said, if you were touched by it, you want to hear more from him, like you said, I'll be posting the link in the description below uh, on the podcast notes and the link to buy his book and the link for his podcast. If you're interested in any of those, those resources will be available. Um, but thank you again for tuning in and listening. I'm so glad that you uh, are supporting the show. I'm so glad that you're liking it. Thank you so much for your love and support. I couldn't do it without you, and I mean that genuinely. I don't want to sound like a broken record at all, but really, thank you. This is a dream come true for me, um, and I love you. You are loved. God loves you. And like Mark said, you know, we're all going through something like this. We all maybe have been affected with anxiety or depression or anything like that. And if you haven't, I'm so glad you have not had to experience that. But if you are, reach out to somebody, whether it's your church, whether it's to me, whether it's to Mark, like he said, reach out to somebody and be sure someone knows that you're going through it because it's not good to go through it alone. It's not good to handle it alone because it's not meant to be. So be sure to reach out to somebody. Be sure to reach out to whether it's, like I said, a pastor, a teacher, a coach, or one of us, Mark, me, anyone. But to kind of wrap all this up, thank you again for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Love you guys, and I'll catch you next week. Bye.
Try and remember you. Yeah.